the DH. I really like Brett Laurie, and I bet I could watch you smoke your A-Rod right all day. But when you're done doing whatever, when you're through playing whoever, you know that the Nats fans will be right here waiting for you. Hi, everyone. Uh, this is Resting Pitch Face, episode 15. I'm Kay. I'm Laura. And I'm Sydney. And we are finally back in official baseball season. Woo! Before we get to that, I just want to start with, you can always find us wherever you're listening to us right now, whether that be SoundCloud or Tumblr or our iTunes uh, downloads. You can find us on Twitter at Restin Pitch Face with no G. Um, you can find us on Tumblr at Resting Pitch Face Podcast. And you can always email us restingpitchface at gmail.com. We love hearing what you think. We love hearing feedback and we love hearing questions. Can I add that I'm now on Twitter? Oh yes, we have. And that's correct. Sydney is now on Twitter with the rest of us. So Sid, what is it? Is it S-Y-D-R-F-R-P-F? R-P-F-P. R-P-F-P. That is a tongue twist. R-P-F-P. I've never actually really said it out loud. Um, well, welcome to the 21st century, Sydney. We're very <laughs> excited to have you on Twitter. Tell me about this this social media that you guys have going on. No, I, I had to do Facebook Live for something for work, and I was talking to someone who didn't understand the difference between Facebook Live and FaceTime, and I was like, this is very sweet, and they both have face in the name, but I'm going to need you to know what, what <laughs> you broadcast on. Like, <laughs> like, many things have face in their name. Um yeah, the embarrassing part is I do social media for work. <laughs> yes, but yes, we're now we're now all three of us on uh, on Twitter. Obviously, the main account, but you can find and follow the rest of us if you look for it. Even though I think Laura, you're the only one who really tweets regularly. Who, tweets regularly outside tweets of our all. normal account. So, um, yeah. but yeah, anyway, I'm, I'm the one who runs the main Twitter account, so you can usually find me because I'm usually apologizing for <laughs> tweeting to the wrong account. <laughs> <laughs> doesn't happen too often usually it's relevant to our interests but yeah usually yeah. not always keeping it i'm keeping a lid on it but anyway but... so that that's our so sort of our business uh time to get into the baseball business right it's opening week is over well i guess we've had five games i'm calling that over for the first week i think that's uh, over yeah we can call it over it's the last we day in our five. fantasy league hmm? for this week it's the last day in our fantasy league for this week so yeah. is it i was yeah. actually wondering about that yeah, it's, it started on Sunday, and it so Sunday's the turnover every week. Yeah. Okay, so after the games on Sunday or before the yeah. games on Sunday? After, I think. Uh, um, no, it'll be after the games on Saturday. Okay. Whatever. I actually haven't looked too deeply into it. Okay. Still <laughs> displaying as week one um, and in progress, but we'll see it at one o'clock. What happens? Okay. Yeah. So opening week, opening day has come and gone. The Nats are three and two in their five games, um, and that Not is definitely. Shabby. Giving us a yeah, it's not a, it's not the greatest starting record, but it's a winning starting record. One was in extra innings, and then the other was a unmitigated disaster, a dumpster fire. Uh, where a trash a fire is also fire on fire in a dumpster <laughs> fire in the sun. <laughs> it was yeah, I got a text. I got a text last night from one of our um, Pittsburgh friends asking me if I was watching it and expressing her sincere hope that I was not. Yeah. <laughs> um, I was not, actually, because my family did Passover last night, so I had absolutely no idea what was going on. 
um, until I checked the score after Seder and I was like, okay, wait, what? Just what? How does it that get to 17? Is... I didn't know it went to 17. <laughs> that was that was honestly for the best. Um, I didn't watch it, but I was listening to the entire first inning oh. in excruciating uh, Charlie and Dave sadness detail. Aww. I love those guys, but when they're like, they're just kind of like, what is happening? <laughs> Sorry, guys, you're not hearing this wrong. The score is 12 to 0. Like, oh, God. Oh. My <laughs> husband actually asked if baseball had a mercy rule. <laughs> I was like, it clearly doesn't. Um, I know. At least I have the, never stopped crying. The women's yeah. World Baseball, whatever they call it. Yeah. Do they call it the World Baseball Classic in the women's? Yeah, I think so. Well, and the men's did too for the World yeah. Baseball Classic. Like, there is absolutely a mercy rule. Oh, there is? Okay. I only yeah. knew there yeah. was for the women's. Yeah. I didn't know there was for no, the no, no. too. Especially in the early but, rounds where they're just like, okay, the starting pitcher is capped at like 60 pitches and like all of that stuff. But like in yeah. regular flavor baseball, the only mercy rule is get drunk on your floor. <laughs> <laughs> That's like, something that we do frequently around yeah. these parts. <laughs> I was like, ooh, yeah, this is. This is not good. This is this is bad. Yeah. Poor poor, poor bunny, but like Yeah, there's gonna be no pizza party after this game. No. No ice cream. No. Um, yeah, it was it was uh rough. But you know what? It was game five. So it's not the end of the world. Better it was game five than game one fifty five, right? Oh yeah. No. Okay. Better to get this out of the system now. <laughs> and yeah. and like to be fair, it wasn't a starting pitcher. Like it I mean, he was, but like it wasn't one of the regular rotation and like yeah. all of that. Like if that happened I mean, to Geo, that would have way more consequences. Yeah. Well, I mean, this is good this largely this very well could have consequences for Jeremy Guthrie. I haven't looked he got DFA'd. Yet this morning. He got DFA'd yeah. immediately. I mean, that's what yeah. I figured was going to happen. And he's 38, so he's probably done with baseball forever. And happy birthday, Jeremy Guthrie. You're fired. They <laughs> shouldn't do that on your birthday. That should not be allowed. But, like, if you well, win like, on your birthday, that would be great. No, yeah, no I mean, okay. Wins. So here's, here's my proposal. You can have a regular game on your birthday. That's fine. But if there's a game that your career hinges on or, like, that something important will change depending on the outcome... You should not have that on your birthday. That's not allowed because if it goes really badly, then your birthday just sucks. And like that's not that's not okay with me. I I feel very strongly about birthdays. Well, if Jeremy Guthrie is listening to this, I have a bottle of whiskey that he is welcome to split with me. <laughs> but like, I have a lot of leftover Manischewitz. He's also welcome. Oh, to. Nobody wants to share diabetes. that with you. Like he's old. <laughs> I finished Elijah's cup last night after I saw the score. It was good for me. So did it you know. do anything? There's no alcohol in it. It's all sugar. I mean, Elijah's cup was pretty full. Zero alcohol. You got a sugar high. There's alcohol in there, just not very much. I had a friend There's who tried to get drunk on Manischewitz, and he's like, "All I have is a stomach ache and a headache from my stomach ache." Like, <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, I'm not a very large human. Um, yeah, but, like, there's no alcohol in there. There is. Okay, have you had Manischewitz? I have had Manischewitz. I do not intend to ever have Manischewitz ever again unless it's for very specific purposes like being invited to somebody's Seder. Well, <laughs> in my family, Elijah only likes Manischewitz. That's because no one else does. So you have to give Elijah Manischewitz in his cup, and then at the end of the night when it's still mostly full, because he has to take a sip of everybody's, so he doesn't want to finish it. You just have to finish it. Especially if you're depressed over a baseball game. Yes. 
See, I did the much more rational thing if I had a bourbon. Yeah. To drown my sorrows. I ate a lot of fried chicken. So that also works. That's, it's like bourbon. I mean, I had consumed bourbon a lot of Passover works. cake. That's also not like bourbon. Well, it's like bourbon no. in that there's a lot of calories and and you were. I was trying to kill the cold germs with the bourbon also. Oh yeah, I don't know how well it worked, but <laughs> not at all. <laughs> no, felt better though. Mm-hmm. All right, why don't we but go yeah, on so that to was, more positive things then? Let's pivot from the worst game in Nastral's history <laughs> to some of the good stuff that we saw this week. So, I mean, do we want to just go right into like the players and stuff that we are enjoying? Do we want to? Talk about, I know, Laura, you had asked me about opening day. I don't know if there's anything that we want to talk about there. I mean, I wasn't there. I didn't know if there was anything other than the, like, bad ballpark logistics on multiple levels. I don't know. Was it magical? Was it pretty? Was everyone happy? There was the uh, typical gigantic flag Mm -hmm. that they like to roll out. We had some suspense at first whether or not it was going to be the gigantic flag-shaped flag or whether it was going to be the gigantic country-shaped flag, which I think they reserve <laughs> for the 4th of July. But we were all looking to see if there was like an individual person walking out car- carrying Hawaii or Alaska. Um, Did they do that? We had a flyover. Do they usually do that when they have the country-shaped flag? There's an individual Hawaii yeah, and Alaska? They, I think they do it in stars usually. And they have like a little Hawaii and a little Alaska that like two people walk out holding. So if you see two people veering off from the group, you're like, okay, it's the country flag. I don't know if I've ever been on 4th of July, so I probably never noticed that. That's cool. I Most people been there and I didn't notice it on 4th of July. It kind of depends on what, how early you get oh, there or yeah. if you're doing something else before you get in your seats. I always see it because uh, based on my position on, on the field, I'm like looking at them when they come out, you know, so I'm looking at the, the top end of the flag, as it were. 4th of July games are rough because they're usually at like 11 o'clock in the morning and it's usually blaring mm-hmm. sun, so... Yeah, I, I did that for my bachelorette party, so I was super hungover, uh, <laughs> and I got so tan that, because it was a week before my wedding, the makeup artist is like, we're going to have to switch foundations. I was like, that's cool. <laughs> like, but I tan under a lamp, so like, meaning like, if I get near a lamp, I don't go tanning. Um, mm-hmm. But like, yeah, it, it was, it was as you said, very hot, yeah, uh, very, very sunny, and Strauss pitched a good game, but like... <laughs> Yeah, I didn't throw up on anyone's shoes, so it was, it was success, a success all around. Good, because the hungover guy I was on a bus with yesterday did throw up. But not oh. on you, right? No, barely, though. He was sitting behind me. Oh. It's still so... Even if they're not anywhere near you watching someone throw up on a bus, it's just... Oh. Oh. I have a pretty strong stomach, but if he'd gotten on me, I would have thrown him out of the bus. Can we stop anyway, talking about Yeah, you? nobody's hungover, nobody's puking. Moving back... Right along. Yeah. So opening day was was beautiful and magical. I mean, it was really nice to see the the awards given out, you know, because Max got his Cy Young. Yeah. So we got to see that. I mean, on Aww. the Jumbotron, but we got to see it. I and Daniel Murphy got his Silver Slugger, which was deserved. Our feelings on Daniel Murphy aside. Um, Tony got his comeback player. Aww. And there was uh, a recognition for Tanner for his WBC gold medal. Oh, I didn't realize that. That's awesome. They didn't have it out. I was kind of actually hoping he'd have it on the field with him because he Mm. wasn't starting, you know, so he could have been like just wearing it in the dugout and being like, yo, who's got a WBC medal? This guy. (laughs) Uh, I mean, yeah, there are other players who I could see doing that. That's not quite Tanner's style. No, I know, but it would have been awesome if it was. Oh, Um, yeah, it would have been awesome. But yeah, so that was that was kind of fun. And it was a good game, marred somewhat by the uh, 
concessions disasters. Um, but what are you going to do? Like, you can complain about it, which people have been doing. But other than that, you just kind of kind of got to sit with it. So wait, what? Oh, yeah. Um, all the concessions had like three inning line, three inning line waits. Oh, all the cash machines were down. Oh, yeah. So and they had they were I think they were slightly understaffed with um, the uh, the beer vendors who walk around because Orioles opening day was the same day. And so a lot of those guys work both parks, but if there's if they're both home at the same time, they have to pick one. Oh, I didn't know mm. that. Yeah, okay. a lot of the guys work both, um, which I mean makes complete sense to me. Like, yeah, because then on off days you're not yeah. just like twiddling your thumbs, not making any yeah. money. But um, so that aspect of it was bad. You know, if you want to go get a new beer, you have to stand there in line. For, I missed uh, Bryce's amazing couch because I was standing in line for a beer. Um, I mean, I saw it on the television, but it's not the same. No, it's not. Yeah, he ran into the wall and fell down in the right way. It was good. Yeah, he ran into the wall and didn't (laughs) break himself. No, no, no. Like, clearly, they were like, fall on your butt. There's a lot there. Yeah. (laughs) There's a couple, like, Tony did the same thing when he made a a really great catch because he's back. Hey, La, hey, La, my boyfriend's back. He's all our boyfriend, to be fair. Um, But yeah, he uh, he was struggling to make a, a, a catch, which I think. He made, but then he couldn't get up and throw to first um, just because of timing. But, like, yeah, he, he also fell the right way. And I was like, did they have falling instructions? Because they needed falling instructions. Yeah, I mean, probably, to be honest like, with you. Like, I wonder if falling they, is important. I wonder if they do have falling instruction classes now that I'm th- I mean, it would make sense for them, too. Yeah, I mean, you have them in martial arts. You have them yeah. in theater. We had them it's, in stage combat. Yeah. yeah. Isn't that the first thing you have to learn in, in most of those things is how to fall down and not die? Exactly, yeah. Because you're going to fall down a lot. So, yeah. So, uh, clearly, like, you know, maybe they did it in past seasons and I just didn't notice, but there have been two really good falls this week where I was like, yeah, <laughs> that is how you are supposed to actually fall on the ground. Can I can I say that we should be on unofficial fall watch now? Yes. And uh, tally who's falling properly, who's falling improperly. Um, I feel like we found a stat that baseball doesn't track. Yeah. Hard to do. I think we, we need to get on this. Hey, with StatCast now, like, we can track literally anything. Oh, my God. FP's reaction to the little name bubbles above people's heads yeah. was hysterical. Though I will say, they were having issues at least one or two days this week with the accent marks. Mm. Um, you know how sometimes when you have, like, a special character with an accent mark, mm-hmm. it shows up as, like, a weird A with a tilde or something, mm-hmm. like, clearly the right font isn't installed and something right switching. i think it was echeveria that i noticed yeah. it on particularly where there's an accent mark on the eye and it wasn't showing up correctly so hey stackcast <laughs> your accent marks um Don't download some new fonts come on there's that whole ponle acento campaign so they're gonna get called out by those guys if they don't get it right and as you know resident copy editor over here they're also gonna get called um uh, <laughs> called out by me Get the Nats dugout librarian on it with me. Hey, typos! <laughs> <laughs> I haven't noticed because I haven't actually had a chance to watch a single game on TV yet. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, I will say, yeah, the the stat casting is fun. I think FP is probably a little giddier th- with it than I would like. Um, oh yeah, he's stat cast happy for sure. How yeah. much are they showing of stat cast in the broadcast? A good amount. I, I, I'm, I'm when stat cast finally went 
when I first heard about StatCast before it was actually live for everyone, I had a little giddy fit over it. Not because of the name bubbles popping up over people's heads, apparently, because I was just like, oh, defensive metrics. Yeah, defensive tracking. <gasps> yeah, I mean, that's fun. <laughs> that I'm in favor of. I don't actually need name bubbles over guys' heads on the field. I actually think it blocks mm -hmm. like pretty large segments of the field that I would like to see. Yeah. Also, and I kind of I know, know their names where they are and what they look like because they're my team. So like, I don't need that. Yeah. Like, well, we really don't need it for the Nats. I think yeah. for the Marlins, I don't necessarily know. You know what the Marlins outfield looks like, at least from behind. I know what. Oh, oh, I know yeah, the what Marlins the Marlins outfield, outfield looks like, like. We know the Marlins outfield. I was actually going to comment on the Marlins uh, and Giancarlo Stanton. Like, Sydney, I was going to comment on the Marlins infield that I don't uh -oh. really know who plays which position. Oh, uh, it well. Tubi is is uh, D. Mm -hmm. Shortstop is Echeverria. Mm -hmm. um, first and third. First and third is Bohr and um, come on, that one. God damn it! I was literally like just looking at it. You'd think I would actually remember. See you know? what I mean? Damn okay. it! But like, I was totally ready to prove you wrong. If it's during a game, I'd be like, oh yeah, it's that guy. Um, and yeah. you know what? I'm gonna like take a look at it and go, yeah, it's that guy. Like behind the plate is real Muto. Like you know who's on the Marlins now too? Yeah, Tyler Moore. Tyler Moore. Yeah. So yeah. man, I, they have won the butt lottery this year. <laughs> um, he's the 25th man. Like he's getting off the bench, but at least I guess he's in the South. And he's not <laughs> in Florida. Atlanta anymore. So, like, let's let's raise a glass to that. Oh yeah. Mm -hmm. Good yeah. job, Timo, getting out of there. Do we think yeah. the Marlins have the best butts in the league, or is it too early to tell? Uh, you know, it's too early. That cast, we're gonna need to track this. Um, I'll make so. an insane spreadsheet. I have a feeling it's going to overlap very much with the falls correctly uh, stat. Yes. <laughs> really, you know what? You're right. Like. I, I feel like those two are probably related metrics. Uh, yeah, I wonder why. <laughs> I mean, there's no connection. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I feel like Giancarlo Stanton should teach everyone else how to take a fall, and they're like, we can't do that, buddy. <laughs> like, that will hurt. <laughs> I mean, they have, I don't know if they have collectively the best uh, butts in the game, but they have the best butt in the game, certainly. Yes. I don't know about that. You know I'm biased towards Buster Posey. We know. He fine. Whatever. Yeah. But Giancarlo's kind of got the whole everything. I don't know. Maybe it doesn't fit. Whatever. Um, <laughs> we should guys, I think we forgot, about, we forgot about D. Gordon. <laughs> what about him? He was on the infield and we didn't. He was not. I know, just, can't oh, you, him. Okay. I started with he's him. on my fantasy team. Yeah. Okay. Because he's because he tiny. He was so useless to me though at the beginning, and it was like on the one hand I'm happy because you're playing us. On the other hand, do something. Yeah, I have a uh, I have Yelich on my fantasy team, which I was like do. again. What did you say? I said, of course you do. <laughs> hey, look, I I have a pretty good fantasy team. I'm I'm not gonna I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> I thought I had a pretty good fantasy team and my batters are just not hitting it, and I don't is, know why. It's too early, Laura. It's too yeah. early. They're supposed to hit the ball. That's what we pay them for. Yes. And uh, they have a lot more games to do it. I'm competitive and I don't I understand how this works, but I'm competitive <laughs> anyway. So I'm angry because my okay. tiny men on their little baseball team are not 
hitting the ball. Let's clarify for the listeners what you mean by tiny men. Oh, so my fantasy my fantasy team is called Six Feet Under. Um, the only players that were eligible for it, they have to be listed at six feet even or less. Because we know if they're listed at six feet, they're not. Yeah. Um, so Jose Altuve is the cornerstone of my lineup, obviously. Obviously, and that's... <laughs> Yeah, I was going to say, don't whine that I got Christian Yelich when you got Altuve. Yeah. Um, I also have Danny Espinosa, Jose Batista, Andrew McCutcheon, D. Gordon, Stroman, Cueto, Bartolo, Craig Kimbrell, Ha Hasid. Um, <laughs> what? I like him fine. I like him I a normal amount. No, you like him fine. <laughs> All right, he, he's, he's cool. So anyway, he's short, so I have him. Um... The hardest position to find actually was catcher. I thought I was going to have more trouble finding pitchers. My pitchers are kicking ass right now. I had a lot of trouble finding a catcher, though. Um, that was short or one that was performing? Yeah, who's your catcher? Both. You have Castillo, uh, I ended up, you? Yeah, I ended up with Castillo from the Orioles. Oh. Yeah. Um, and then my backup is Loby. Yeah. Okay, that's fair. Yeah, I... Well, speaking of catchers, I was like, I'm going to draft Sandy Leone, and no one's going to get in my way. And everyone's like, we are not going to get in your way. <laughs> like, yeah, you, no one you, cares. you help yourself to that one. <laughs> uh, he's real good. Yeah, no, he is. He is. Um, I, it was one of those Too things. Tall. So I made a crazy spreadsheet that's color-coded uh, of, of all of the positions. And, like, catchers and first, and first basemen, are, there's just not a lot of depth in being good. It's true. Like Your spreadsheet yeah. was very helpful, though. There's a long tail on that data. Like, <laughs> it, like yeah. there's a lot of people who are very f- all right. But, like, yeah, that was where, where I, I drafted way earlier than I think most people would draft first base or catcher. Just because well, I'm like, you have basically four options and then you're done. I'll tell you what. I'll tell you what. This is now that now that the draft is over and I've kept the information to myself and it was strategic. Uh-oh. A lot of – I've done fantasy leagues a couple times by now. And I've read some stuff about, you know, I've read books on, on, on fantasy and drafting and everything. And you actually want to draft your first baseman or your third baseman as high as possible. Because exactly what you're saying, Sydney, the tail is, is long. Yeah. And then catchers, basically, you, uh, you say to yourself, catcher's not going to do me very much good. So you don't waste an early draft spot on him and you move him as far down as you can. Yeah, except if you get one of the four catchers who can hit. Right. So if you if you have the opportunity to pick your catcher in the first round, maybe. But you're still probably better off picking your first baseman. Yeah. So like I was like, I'm gonna get me Brandon Belt, and I'm gonna get me Evan Longoria, and I'm gonna do it real early. Yeah. Um, though I will say, good thirst. There are more good. I said thirst basement. <laughs> well, like, let's be real about my feelings about third baseman. Like, <laughs> I, I like men on a hot corner. Um. <laughs> But, like, yeah, there's a longer tail on that than first base, for sure. Like, yeah, that's – I'm just looking at the lists, and I'm like, yeah. I, I was like, are there eight good people? Because there's eight people in our league. And the answer was, like, not really. Yeah, uh, the eight is a little easier to get. I mean, honestly, the thing is, Laura, you're complaining about your team right now. With the eight people that we have, most of us have a pretty healthy uh, set of good players. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but in your league of 18, like, yeah, although I was also, I was not, um, drafting live. I was actually driving yeah. at the time. So my, I ranked like 30 some odd players, um, and then just started it when I stopped for gas and ignored it for the next hour. Um, so I had no real idea what I ended up with until I got home. 
Um, well, you still wound up with a pretty decent spread. I did. I just I had to do some damage control after the fact because yeah. my only third baseman was Stephen Drew, and I ended up with Lobie as my starting catcher. Yeah, and you just so, run everyday people. Right. So I just I that was why your spreadsheet was so helpful to me because basically my strategy after that was Sydney's spreadsheet go to top of not drafted check height and pick the first one that was ranked by you that was under six feet fair enough um the rankings by the way were for offensive war and um for basically wins above average for for pitchers so um that's what i i looked at um because general general wins above average obviously took defense defensive metrics for yeah. uh position players into account and we were not doing that what i yeah, didn't which i didn't actually realize that that was how this worked that the yeah. defense doesn't matter at all yeah but, until after yeah. the draft i i wasn't really paying attention and didn't have a good understanding of any of this i still don't um so i had no idea that defense didn't matter yeah I, I that was the first that was what happened to me the very first time i did this and i was like i like this player he's really good defensively and then i was like that matters not at all Right. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's a good thing you yeah. put in hit by pitch as a stat that matters <laughs> because otherwise, as much as I love Danny, it might have been a bad idea to draft him. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I will say, so hit, but, hit by pitch matters for pitchers and for for position players in our, yeah. in our yeah. stuff. So, like, I my, my war thing worked out real well. Like, my average is great. I got a lot of RBIs. And I'm losing because, like someone got hit by a pitch and, and one of it's my players didn't. Fun random <laughs> stat to throw in there. It is. I'm yeah. having so much fun. <laughs> it captures the randomness of baseball. Well, yes. I mean, look, you guys know that you can, as Laura has found out, you can pick up new players and 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 restructure your lineup. And you're going to have to do that over 162 games yeah, okay. because somebody's going to get hurt. Somebody's going to go down to the minors. Somebody is going to just be disastrous. I had I had Giancarlo Stanton in one of my leagues once, and, and he was an face. albatross around my neck. Because he was he was do, having a terrible year, he spent a ton of time on the DL, and I couldn't get rid of him because of a rule that I don't did not institute for us, which is that mm. you can't cut people. Um, mm. Yeah, so you never. I mean, you just you're you're gonna have to. Yeah, I mean, I have I have a player who's off on bereavement leave right now. Like that sucks. Yeah, yeah it, I should probably. I have Sunny Gray, even though he's on the DL. I should probably find yeah. someone else. You do have a, You do have one DL spot. That you can put a player on, and then dra- like pull somebody new from the free agent pool. And oh then when yeah, that, he when has the player- else slot. Okay, cool. I'm yeah. good. All right. So I'm you gonna... can pull another per- person to replace that per- to per- to replace him. Okay, so I can do that because Rich Hill got a freaking blister again. Oh my god, what is oh. it with him? I yes. don't know, but like, dude, at Vaseline something. Moisturize, moisturize, moisturize. God, <sighs> but <laughs> yeah, so you can put people. You can put people on the DL, pull somebody else up for while they're on the DL, and you won't have to worry about it until that person comes off the DL because then you'll have to make a decision. But it buys you some time, especially if you've got somebody who's really good that you don't want to lose by th- throwing them away. It lets you continue to, to put out a full squad, you know, just like regular baseball. Should I get rid of Scooter Jeanette? I don't know. His name's Scooter. Uh, I don't know how, how well he's doing yet. 
I don't think he's I'd doing much. I would hesitate to make, unless you've accidentally drafted somebody who is not an everyday player, who's like a, literally a bench guy, I would hesitate to drop anybody in the second week Why? just for that. Because a lot of players, I mean, look at Trey Turner's first week, aside from the injury. He's gone like two for ten. So if you're going purely on performance, you would drop Trey, Trey Turner, and then somebody else is going to be like, okay, he's going to heat up again later and pick mm-hmm. him up, and you won't get him back. That's fair. Okay. Now, I don't know if that's the case for Scooter Jeanette. I'm but... not even sure how I ended up with him. I guess height, yeah, because he's short, and I ranked him somewhere, and then put my yeah. auto draft on while I was driving. Um, yeah. I have each room, I would, which I get a kick out of. Yes, but again, he has yeah. off the bench. Yeah, I know that's why he's, he's on a bench slot. You want your bench slots to be everyday players so you can swap out people who are playing or not playing at any oh, given really? time. Oh, really? Yeah. I thought the bench slots meant that they were supposed to be bench players. No, it's it's so you can carry like five outfielders and rotate them if someone's having a bad day or somebody is, you know, on paternity leave for a day or somebody just doesn't have a game. Okay, I will yeah. redo that. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Oops. All right. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it, made sense. Have, but... it made sense. It says bench. So I thought it's yeah. it's, it's your extra players. So you want to put in people who are going to be getting three to four ABs a game, not one. All right. Mm-hmm. In, a, in a league this size, if we had a league where, you know, you were drafting, you had, if you had to draft half of the league, then yeah, picking up some guy who may only come in once a game, every other game is not a bad thing because it, it could be the difference. But in this, you want somebody who's an everyday player. Okay. Thank you. I will fix that. Yeah. See, I have, I feel like we should have done this before we drafted. Yeah, I definitely think we should have too. But <laughs> but I'm assuming this was a strategy by you guys to make sure that the Resting Pitch Face Fantasy League was yours for the taking? No. No. No, not at all. Because we've got other people in here who are experienced as well. It's meant to be for funsies. All right, why don't we get back to podcast stuff? Yeah, yeah. I'd say, okay, so sorry for a little uh, fantasy baseball tangent. Um, I learned things. Since it is the... I learned things. Since this is our resting pitch face league, there are probably going to be a couple times that we talk about it, although we'll try not to go into uh, too much detail, maybe just a little bit of gloating or the occasional pertinent question. I mean, it, it, it's interesting to people who are really interested in fantasy baseball. And uh, maybe, you know, if people have questions that they want to ask us about our fantasy team, they can always email us at restingpitchface at gmail.com. <laughs> um, but we'll try not to make it too much of a... A, a big spot it just you know it just started and it's fun and and i don't know what's got going some on themes with it so um it'll relate to what we've got i'm hoping that uh trey turner is not jinxed at the moment because of fantasy baseball what's what's for yeah yeah well yeah. he tweaked his hamstring but like also we were hardcore losing that game at that point so like oh no we were not losing the game when he tweaked his hamstring oh really it was the top of the first inning and he oh, did four and that could have I mean, I, that wouldn't have made Jeremy Guthrie pitch any better, but the whole top of the first could have gone very differently if he didn't tweak his hamstring, had scored on Daniel Murphy's single. Ryan Zimmerman wouldn't have hit into a du- to couldn't have hit into this double play, et cetera, et cetera. We just don't know what would have happened. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, we had nothing had happened yet when Trey Turner left the game. So uh, no, we're we're pivoting away from the bad stuff. Let's talk about the good stuff of opening week. All right. I think There's we all wanted to talk about Adam Eaton. Yeah, yeah. I need to eat a little crow here. Um, I said some shit. 
I mean, not really about Adam Eaton specifically, but about the deal that brought him here. I am feel I I'm still not super happy with it, but I'm feeling a lot less bad because Adam Eaton is pretty good at the baseballs. <laughs> Who wants to chime in on this one? I mean, yeah, he's tiny, so I like him, <laughs> and he he's doing an excellent job with with the hitting and the running and the scoring. And the walks. And the walks. And uh, have we actually talked about this yet? I've talked about it to a couple people, but he is really fast. Yeah. He is. That like, double steal on opening day. Mm-hmm. That was Jaw awesome. dropping. Yeah. I mean, he and Trey, I want to see him in a foot race. Uh, obviously, when yeah. he untweaks his hamstring. But, like, yeah, he's – I mean, how do I put this? You don't get to be a professional athlete if you're tiny and slow. Yeah. <laughs> Like, but he, I mean, he he looks like he might be as fast as Trey, if not maybe faster. No, because no. he's not an ostrich. Well, maybe he, I don't know what his parentage is. <laughs> Adam Trey's not a green iguana. Not ratite birds, like I'm just going to call it. <laughs> <laughs> like, like he is not ostrich, emu, rhea, or any, or, or cassowary. Like, he, he's probably what? a person. <laughs> but Trey is not a, a flying squid and he's that fast. So, you know. Or jumping squid, or whatever the hell the squid was. Um, anyway, I I was oh, speaking really of with how fast F- he was. FP was comparing players to animals by yes. speed, and you know I did try and steer him towards our graphic and say, "Hey, we did that. Take a look." He did not respond. But yeah, it yeah, was worth a shot. <laughs> Adam Eaton has definitely been sort of um, bringing it, and definitely making his. Uh, acquisition look slightly less of a boneheaded move. True, <laughs> true. Although, yeah. just speaking of starting pitchers for a second, and the baby ones we no longer have, what is going on with Joe Ross? Okay, so I was talking about this yesterday, and I haven't looked at the details myself, so I could be repeating something that is totally inaccurate. My understanding is that this is partially a contract issue, that if he stays down in the minors for a specific period of time, much like Chris Bryant and the Cubs a couple years ago, it means we at least get one additional option year on him, which is pretty valuable. I don't think it gives us an additional contract year, but it gives us an extra option year, which is important. That said, I'm not sure if it was still the best plan, although he didn't. Ha- he started in Syracuse yesterday and didn't have a great time. Um, I think he went two and change and pitched 60 pitches or something like that. It wasn't like Ooh, a great start. That's not good. Yeah, um, but I think the main theory of him be- staying down there is – as opposed to bringing him up for the five man was that we could get more contract value out of him. If he stays down a little bit longer. Hmm. Um, I think one of the questions that we were, uh, that I was having was like, why didn't AJ Cole come up instead of Jeremy? I guess they figured Jeremy Guthrie had a stronger chance of having a better day. Mm -hmm. I mean, I guess, but yeah, it's like, why, where's AJ Cole? And are we going to see AJ Cole possibly? Oh, next time the five man spot comes around. Yeah, I mean, it just feels like we have, there are so many people that we have sort of bouncing around AAA that why, of all people, did we end up with Guthrie for that start? I guess they wanted to see what he had, and the answer was not much. I guess they must have been impressed with him during uh, spring training, and maybe they figured that him being a veteran would really... um, you know, he's not going to be some kid who's called up for the five-man start and be like, <sighs> you know. Like True, although, our... you know, Joe Ross, the biggest thing that everybody said about him was that he didn't do that. Yeah, but he's, uh, but they said that because he's fairly unusual. I think, try, I'm trying to think of every uh, minor league prospect starting pitcher that we've had come up for a spot start, 
and it's all been worrisome. Maybe not worrisome, but like yeah, you can I see mean, their that, nerves. It certainly did not go. We had a rotating cast of characters. Was it because Strauss was hurt? Is that what we were doing? Also, he was in the minors. Uh, sorry, Jeremy Guthrie was in the minors last year and had an ERA of almost seven. Did he? Yeah. Yeah. Like, like oh. he, he's been in the majors a long time, and like yeah. I'm looking at his stuff. No, never been good. Like, I'm sorry, in 2006, in the minors for Cleveland, he had an ERA below three. And I know ERA, blah, 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 not perfect, but, like, I'm kind of stuff, there ain't a lot there. Yeah, I Sorry, don't. buddy. Like, he I was can't. okay for the Royals. I, I also heard somebody saying that the plan was that he would be a long man for us. Um, oh, speaking of, guess who's back in the majors? Craig Stammen. Craig Stammen! Craig Stammen. Can we have him back, please? Yes, we would like Thank our Craig so Stammen. Much. We will trade you um, Jeremy Guthrie. <laughs> no, we DFA him. <laughs> yeah, we DFA Jeremy Guthrie. We could, I mean, the middle of our bullpen is not super great, and Craig Stammen is super great, and let's have him back, please. Yeah, he's out in California, and I'm like, you know what's closer to, he's from Ohio, right? His beloved Ohio. Or like, I believe so, yeah. Somewhere yeah. very Midwestern. Yeah. Uh, well, you know, I think his fallback plan was to, like, go into his family's, like, hardware store or tractor business. And I was like... <gasps> he looks like he would be right at home riding a tractor or driving a pickup truck with a whole lot of, like, tools in the back. On the cover you of know? a romance novel, sure. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, yeah. I'm like, yeah, for, former Major League Baseball player goes home to to run family uh, hardware business. I'm like, that's the beginning of a rom-com. Like, let's all be clear about that. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, like that movie. <laughs> I would watch that movie. I would watch the heck out of that movie. Oh, yes. <laughs> I would make that movie. <laughs> But yeah, I mean, he's, I mean, Jeremy Guthrie is not, not good. Like, yeah. yeah. Well, like, we don't have to worry about him anymore. We traded our pitching prospects for Adam Eaton. And I like Adam Eaton. <laughs> and he's been good. Yeah, he's mean, been fast. And he's been doing, and he's on my fantasy team. And he's been doing all of the things that we want him to do. But like. Yeah, I know. But he's at least turning out to be just as good, if not possibly better than advertised. For now. For now. So let's, let's uh, look, I, look, we keep getting bogged down in because yesterday was the worst game in Nationals history. But let's think about the positives, okay? We've got a lot of positives. In Max this had a good start. Max had a good start. Max had a good start. I was mad it was a day game, though. What is going on? Like, probably it's a cold weather thing, but, like, why are we all on weekdays during the day? I can't watch anything. Oh, because it's opening week and they yeah. want everybody to have, like, a day opener. Yeah. I was wondering that myself too, but it's stupid and I don't like it. But anyway, um, I was on like mega data entry duty at work on Friday. So I was just like, screw everything about professionalism and work and everything. Um, I'm doing blind data entry and it's just like requires no brain power. I'm putting my headphones on and I'm listening to Max's season debut. Um, and I did, and I'm not sorry. And you know, it was a very good use of my time. You shouldn't be sorry about that. I listened. I had it on a, uh... Headphones. Sometimes when my coworkers aren't there, I actually take my phone off the headphones and just let it play. I don't actually have an office with a door that closes. Neither do I. I have a desk out in the middle of a lot of things. I share an office. Because it's just like a big open. Yeah. Everything. But headphones, that's what headphones are for. But mm -hmm. listening to baseball. Yes. <laughs> so anyway, so Max had a, has a good start, even if it was an unfortunate day game. Um, 
But what did he go? Six and a third? Six and two thirds. Six and two thirds. Six and two thirds. Two runs. Um, and he ultimately, yeah, ultimately he did get charged with the second run yeah. from an inherited runner. Yeah. Um, but overall, you know, there was so much uncertainty with the finger injury. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, whether he just skipped the start, whether he would be on the DL at the beginning of the season. And I mean, he just does not, he doesn't do DL. but like he doesn't he doesn't believe in it (laughs) well he seemed like himself i mean i obviously we weren't able to watch it watch it but he certainly hurt sounded like himself yeah 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 and And he definitely you know uh, he apparently did the same sort of i don't fucking want to come out but fine uh not swear jar because old max oh it doesn't count as swearing because he has two different color eyes Huskies don't um, swear. <laughs> does the one color cancel out the swearing? Yeah, it's it's the swear and I. There's the pitch and I and the swear and I. <laughs> <laughs> well, the brown eye is the pitching eye, so I guess right. so so the, the blue, blue eye is the swearing eye. The swearing eye. So that should cancel out all of my swearing. That I got two of them. <laughs> no, that's not how that works. Sorry. Only one. It's like a recessive thing. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, I feel like they should not point. Like they should point cameras at Max, but like they should also when they're when they're doing falling training, also have Max put your glove over your mouth training. Yeah. Well, no, but we, <laughs> love, we love it. We love it. We do, but at the same time, I'm like, uh, you know, Bob and FP are like, I, f- they're like, wow, he seems very passionate about being there, and you can just see like <laughs> f bomb, f bomb, f bomb, f bomb, and you're like, yes, yeah. passionate's a good word. Oh, he's determined. <laughs> Determined looks like kids. Good for you, kids at home. <laughs> Determined looks like that. Actually, if we're, we're talking about pictures and emotions. Can yeah. We talk about Geo. Geo. Yeah. Good. He looks not crazy. Full, yeah. He he. Again, I didn't get to watch this game, even though I could have because of the massive amounts of rain delays. Poor Geo. Um, mm. But yeah, from all accounts, he was. Um, Looking like a calm person? Um, I'm not sure what's the right way to phrase this. Looking not like a head case? <laughs> yeah, okay. I mean, from a, he wasn't, like, freaking out. He wasn't having his little mini meltdowns. He was, like, breathing. And I want to be clear. I like slightly head casey Geo. Like, slightly head oh, yeah. Geo charmed us all. Like... Like I like Geo when he walks into the bull or walks into the bullpen with a boombox blasting sexual healing because that's a thing that happened. Like, yeah, hmm. emotional Geo is 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 great, but at the same yeah. time, well, especially if 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 maybe less visibly emotive Geo, maybe that's the way to put it. If that's trading in, uh, turning out results like he had, you know, positives. And we've said, and I'm not sure if this has changed in the off season, but like the NL East is very short on lefties. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And like, I want to have a lefty and Gio has yeah. been solid ish. He's been in- a solid fourth or fifth starter for the past two years. Yeah. And I don't want to confuse solid and consistent because <laughs> no. he's not consistent, but he's like, he, right. he wants to be here and he's tries real hard. 
And sometimes he shows flashes of his old brilliance, and maybe he can get back to that. Yeah. And and you were suggesting having a a comfort goat from from Baltimore. So this is a a long-time in-joke. I'm not sure if we've ever actually talked about it on the air, but uh, championship racehorses frequently have comfort goats to sort of keep them calm and happy in their stables. (laughs) Because goats and horses, that's an animal friendship that is very positive and normal i guess i don't know the goats i, I would be irritated <laughs> if i had a tiny friend who was climbing all over me all of the time you but would I guess not be irritated horses. you have three cats <laughs> you don't think <laughs> <laughs> you keep your cat in your sweatshirt <laughs> okay fine <laughs> but anyway so um... i'm laughing at you so hard as if you don't have tiny friends that <laughs> climb all over you constantly and you sing to them (laughs) (laughs) like you put your cat in your boobs and you zip the sweatshirt up like (laughs) i'm not saying that geo should put like matt weeders in his sweatshirt and zip it up but like i'm not saying he shouldn't (laughs) i don't think he would fit matt weeders is a very tall catcher I, I mean, I don't really care. Like, just get Gio a jacket that's big enough to hold, like, a French bulldog and a catcher. He'll be happier. Yeah. <laughs> well, <laughs> but yeah, Matt Weeders may, in fact, be the comfort coach Gio needs. Um, not in the sweatshirt. I think that would make the pitching mechanism ver- mechanics very hard. It'd keep his arm warm between innings. It would. It would. So are you thinking, like, put him in the front or, like, in the back so we sort of, like, piggyback? There's a lot of him. Just kind of wrap it around like like yeah. they do the actual, like, you know, they, when they wear the jacket over the shoulder to keep their arm warm. Yeah. Just do that, but, like, with a human. <laughs> huh. um, I mean, no, but obviously it's it's a little too early to tell if Matt Weeders is that comfort goat for Geo, But he mm. hasn't really had one since Kurt, Kurt Suzuki, Suzuki left. Um, Lobi. Kurt Suzuki. Yeah. He's with well, Lobi now. is catching Strauss today. Yeah. So clearly the Geo and Lobi thing is not locked for the beginning of the season it it was never perfect anyway right and geo also never i mean wilson ramos was a great catcher but he and geo never seemed to have that that comfort goat relationship and special something yeah and in 2012 when geo came close to winning the cy young and won the um oh god i can't believe i'm forgetting the name of it the lefty pitcher award warren something with an s spawn i didn't know there was one yeah, he won that in 2012 and, and won 22 games and everything. And that was when he had Flores, who he had a really good relationship with, and then mm-hmm. Kurt Suzuki. So if he actually develops his comfort goat relationship with Matt Weeders, that could be something really great. And, and clearly, like, we also need a, a, fourth, a solid fourth or fifth starter. Like, yeah. That's the other thing, like... That's a, that's another thing with fantasy with fantasy baseball that I realized. I'm like, there's a really long tail on that. Like, you have Clayton Kershaw, and then you have you know very very good Max. pitchers. Max, uh, I have Max. I have Corey Kluber, not Cor- Colby Keller, but whatever. Um, and then you have this incredibly long tail on that. And and so like Geo for being in that tail part has been, you know what you get. Like you'd get hot crazy sometimes, but you know what you're getting. Um, so if they can get, you know, good work out of him, I'm I'm pretty happy yeah. with it. Yeah. So we'll have to keep an eye on it and see how it how it goes over the course of 
uh, the season because yeah, we're, we're I'm making major extrapolations based on one game. Um, and right. Geo's got you know, another thirty starts. But that graphic, Sydney old man yells at small sample size. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I know. I know. I'm old man yells at statistical cloud. It's fine. I I accept that. Yeah. I mean, and this is all we're extrapolating from eye test, small sample size. You know, past past performance as a as a predictor of future performance. Blah blah yeah. blah blah blah. Um, which is why, like, in, in doing my crazy spreadsheet, like, there are some players who are undervalued from that, and yeah. did I go, like, I think there's a higher ceiling on Sandy Leon than, like, previous, previous you know, performance would, would indicate, yeah, so that was my, my big risk, uh, we'll yeah. see if it pays off. Um, you know, Tony is, I think, a little bit undervalued because of that, because he had the, you know, a, a bad season two years ago. Um, yeah, but then with the with, with you don't win comeback player of the year without showing like, hey, I actually came back. So Tony may not be as undervalued as somebody like Sandy Liam. Yeah, like Sandy Liam, they just don't know what they're getting. He was not the starting catcher for the Red Sox last year, and now he is. Yeah. Um. So that was why I was yeah. like, yoink. Yeah. No, it's a good um, pickup. Yeah, but like Tony, even on there, I was like, yeah, he's probably there. Um, and I was only looking at offensive war for 2016 so if you had someone who had an off year last year like i was like yeah that's gonna that's gonna happen but yeah i mean hopefully hopefully the the one week eye test of hmm geo didn't cry or swear or cry and swear or (laughs) whatever like is working um yeah let's see if he uh keeps it together um, yeah. Speaking of not keeping it together, though, our bullpen is a problem. <sighs> I swear to God. Was that it? Days, that, was, that was all of it. I am going to go full Dr. Doom Richards on Blake Trinan. I almost did it on the bus <laughs> on Friday. Trinan! <laughs> like, like, and I know on Friday, actually... It wasn't his fault. Trinan should not have been in on Friday. He should not be pitching no, four what? games in a row. No, that was insanity. Yeah, like, and, and he played the 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 military exhibition game on Sunday. Exhibition game. Yeah. yeah. Um, like, it's like he should not be in four games in a row. Nobody should be in. No, no. He should have been sitting in the dugout with his like jacket on and been like, somebody else has got to take the the, the ninth. Yeah, I mean that said, like drape a drape a bullpen catcher over him. Yeah, <laughs> that said, he's driving crazy as he always does. Uh, oh, I, is it the point towards Jesus? Oh, speaking of the uh, the originator, Jesus doesn't care about your yips. Is back. Yeah, Aaron Barrett. Where is he? We picked him up, I think. Minor league. Oh. Uh... Well, mm-hmm. to be fair, Jesus doesn't care about your rips also applies to Blake Trinan. Yeah, I mean, that's there's a lot of me yelling that. Like, yeah. but, like I, I get it. You have absolute faith in, in God, and, and God to you cares about all things, including your freaking, like, slider that won't break or whatever. But, like, oh, my God, stop pointing to Jesus. You know what? Point to Jesus all you want to if it results in you throwing a baseball. Or if it has absolutely no effect on you throwing the baseball throw the baseball properly and then you can point to jesus as much as you want to yeah i don't you know, know what like i can live with it if you do your job 
And and I get Blake Trennan is just there to hold down the fort till Coda Glover, like the little yeah. turkey thing pops out on him. But like <laughs> so close. He had such a good time on Friday. He had such a mm-hmm. good outing. Yeah, no, I'm I'm like I'm I'm looking at his outing and I'm like, this is this is awesome. Like his whip is 0.5. Yeah. He's I know uh, he's not ready, but like yeah, he's grow so- up faster. <laughs> yeah. Six five <laughs> child. Like, I will say I have a I have a sneaking suspicion. I, although, even though I think this is a stupid thing to do, and I'm not talking about the people involved, I'm talking about the concept. Like Blake Trinan has been named our closer. Um, I think we're going to definitely be seeing Coda getting a couple, eight or nine starts. See how that goes, especially if Trinan keeps either a being overused or two not doing what he's supposed to do. I think we'll be seeing Coda in the ninth at some point. Well, and and there is argument for you're more often looking at the bottom of the order in the ninth versus like the middle of yeah. the order in the eighth. Um, and yeah. so I'm fine with it. I, you know, my my other issue, and, and it has nothing to do with my personal dislike of Blake Trinan, is they are just, you can't use him every day. No. Like, I get, I get we were in a bunch of save situations, which we shouldn't have been in, but like, that's a different issue. Yeah. Ugh, we Don't can't. take us back to a time when we just have to use him because he's the closer, even though it's a really terrible idea. Yeah. Yeah. It was a. Um, I mean, I, I know the bullpen wasn't super deep on Friday either, but like, come on. Mm-hmm. Like, there has to be a plan in place for this, which might be let's strengthen up our bullpen and s- maybe everybody starts performing well. Maybe. Maybe. Maybe, besides Coda. And, I mean, Blanton was the only one last night who had um, not just a respectable outing. He had an actually excellent outing. Mm-hmm. Um, not that Yeah, it which was good for him because he yeah. hadn't had all that great of a time previously. Yeah. But, I mean, everybody's kind of struggling at the moment. Romero struggling the most out of the bullpen, clearly. Um, Kelly hasn't I had a great forgetting time. forgetting about Romero. Yeah, I didn't. I don't remember anything about him from spring trading. He's new. He hit someone twice. It was going to be a thing. Oh, no, he didn't hit someone twice, but he he hit uh, what's-his-face on the Marlins. With the, that was his second HPP for the yeah. game, and he was real hot about it. Um, yeah, because um, Tanner had hit two people already. Yeah, and he was yelling about it. And I was like, son, if Tanner meant to hit you, you, you would have gotten hit different. And if Romero <laughs> meant to hit you, you certainly would have gotten hit different. Like, yeah. Don't oh, that, you know. said, getting a little angry about hitting, getting hit that many times. Fair, whether it was an mm-hmm. accident or not. Like, but like, yeah, I'm looking at our bullpen. I'm like, hmm, Carter Glover is great, but yeah, Sammy's not having a good time. Ollie's not having a good time. Yeah, poor Sammy. He started well. Well, they all have ERAs above ten right now. Yeah, what Ooh. we need, what we need very badly, is for uh, Straws or Tanner to go like eight innings. And let um, them all take a goddamn nap. Yeah, yes. they need a nap. So I'm gonna say, Especially uh, in looking at, because I'm looking at everybody on Baseball Reference, right? Fielding independent pitching, which I know is again imperfect, is actually not bad on the bullpen. Well, wasn't some of yesterday's craziness? Yeah, like errors. Yeah, uh, there were two errors, from what I understand. But at like, least one are, of them was Murphy. Yeah, these are big differences between ERA and FIP. So, like, Ollie, and you know I'm going to defend him to to my dying breath, um, has a FIP of 6.9 and an ERA of, 12, of, of 11.5. Like, that's that's bad, but it's not as bad as, as it yeah. could be. And obviously the sample size on that is, is 
teeny tiny. Yeah, same thing with, with Trinan even has a FIP of 4.2 and an ERA of 8. So, yeah. Oh, yeah, that's pretty substantial. Yeah, so so you're looking at, like, problems of fielding. I think the weather has been screwy. It's um, been cold. Uh, my understanding was there is some sort of windy vortex action going on in, in Citizens Bank yesterday, or two days ago, at least. Mm-hmm. And then... Um, so I'm at, when it's early like this, it, everything's all all weird. Um, mm-hmm. But no, I there was oh god, was it? I can't remember that was Monday or Wednesday's game that I was at. I did see like fielding where Daniel Murphy just didn't bother to go get the ball, and I was like, come on. Every Speaking other which, yeah. Well, how is how is uh, defensive indifference doing? Um. Well, he's hitting pretty well in spite of his actual defensive indifference. Um, so if anyone's just joining us on the Queer Fancy Stats front, um, this was a project started by Jen Rubenstein um, when the when Daniel Murphy was still on the Mets and they were in the World Series, um, which makes donations to D.C. area LGBT charities based on Daniel Murphy's offensive statistics. Um, and she does it by the month, so every month has a different charity. Um, and as of last night... Um, the April donation, and it's, what's today, like the 9th? It's April 9th, and we're up to $12.67 already. That's pretty good. Yeah. Um, so as Jen also pointed out on Twitter, we could be in for another expensive season. <laughs> I'm, well, I'm good with it. Yeah, very much so. Yeah, um, for sure. Yeah. I mean, at least at the moment, his, his hitting is making up for the um, lackluster defense. <laughs> Um, well, and I was going to say, like, Trey is, is looking all right as a shortstop. Yeah, yeah well, he's made some pretty good, pretty good plays. I know we got yeah. spoiled. I mean, we, we were spoiled for shortstop athleticism and, and yeah. just for years now. Yeah, like, between Desi and, and SB, like, we got, we got a little, little spoiled. Yeah. Uh, so maybe that will help with Murphy? Let's, let's hope. I mean... He did better defensively last season mm-hmm. than I believe he has in his, over his career. And I know there was some speculation that that was because the other half of the infield was Danny. Mm-hmm. And it kind of rubbed off. So maybe if Trey can sort of show some of those sparks of excellence, it will drag um, Daniel Murphy up with him. Um, also so. having Adam Eaton as a hyper-athletic center fielder might might be good. Yeah. Just because, like, oh, I guess you're a conscientious objector from running. I'll do it. <laughs> I mean, um, yeah. There was a play that Gio made coming off the mound to throw somebody out at first, and Bob and FP would not stop going on about, like, how hard he was hustling to get in. He was jogging <laughs> he, at best. He tried it all. <laughs> Like, I believe in giving Geo credit for running ever. <laughs> they were making a really big deal out of this. And the replay went, he, they like did the replay like twice from two different angles. I'm like, he moved his feet. <laughs> he threw the guy out. Um, yeah, I mean, but then they like lose it when like Tanner Roark made an amazing catch. Do you know he played football? Like, <laughs> he's such an amazing athlete. I want him to take me to prom. Like, that's FP every time Tanner breathes on the mound. I mean, to be fair, yeah. I also want him to take me to prom. So I can't I mean, blame FP for that. And that's all fine. But I'm like, if you mentioned that he played football again, FP, I'm going to come down there and agree with you. <laughs> like,. <laughs> 
Why don't you bring a sign to the next game that says, we know Tanner played football. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah, I think that would probably probably go over better than some of the other signs that I have thought about bringing. Um, Like trade Rizzo for Epstein. Uh, (laughs) um, That will not win me friends. But yeah, I, I think... If once Trey gets you know comfortable and untweaked, uh, who would be in if Trey's out? Would it be D? De- not Defoe. He's a catcher, but like Defoe's I know Defoe's. No, no, no. He's Whoa, not. No. He's a Defoe's an field. infielder. He's an infielder. It'd be Defoe. I'm thinking of. Well, um, we have a lineup. I can tell you. Yeah, it'd be. It'd probably be Defoe. Um, we have Stephen Drew playing shortstop today. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's what we kind of figured it would be, right? Works for me. Yeah, I mean he's on your fantasy team, so. No, he's not. I got rid of him. Oh. Right, because you need a real third baseman. Yeah, um, some guy from your spreadsheet who's on the Indians. Some guy from my spreadsheet. Who's on... Nice. Okay, fair enough. He's an everyday third baseman. He seems to be doing a good job. I think his name is Ramirez. Right, that's the one you, oh, yeah. I had to ask a friend about. Uh, um, and she's like, I like him. I was like, great. <laughs> my friend's gonna draft him on her fantasy. Yeah, I don't know anything about Cleveland. Um, yeah, I have an we have an intrepid Pittsburgh or not Pittsburgh, uh, an intrepid uh, <laughs> Cleveland fan who occasionally acts as a consultant about the American League. Yeah, well, we need those people. Yeah, you know? I don't mention what I call Corey Kluber, and we all we all make it work. <laughs> um, like I have both Corey Kluber and Andrew Miller on my team. Yeah, so. I think I've got a couple. I realized at least in our league, I have like a, a disproportionate amount of uh, American League people, and I was like, how did I wind up with that? Um, but anyway, we promised we weren't going to bore everyone with all the details of our fantasy league. <laughs> we did not make that promise at all whatsoever. <laughs> but yeah, speaking of stats, so, oh, you want to talk about? You I don't know if it's speaking of stats. Other. Oh, I thought it was what? a stats thing. Tony Stone? It wasn't really a stats thing. Um, oh, okay. but thank you for the for the transition anyway. Um, so I was at this thing at um Radcliffe, which is now like a grad institute at Harvard. It used to be the women's college, and now they do like grad institute stuff and they have a lot of of conferences and things about gender. So this year's gender conference at Radcliffe is about sports. And to open it the other night, they did a staged reading of a play about Tony Stone, um, which for anyone who has not heard of her, she was one of the women to play in the Negro Leagues. She played um, second base, and she was, by all accounts, really excellent. And there was actually recently a biography written of her, which was done by a, a Radcliffe alum. Um, and I just ordered a copy because it sounds really great. And in response to the biography, this playwright named Lydia Diamond, who writes a lot of plays about sort of race relations in America, um, decided to write a play about Tony Stone's life, which I was really excited for. Um, and they did a staged reading, and it was excellent. I the, My biggest complaint was that they didn't do just do the play, because um, obviously a stage reading is always a little bit unsatisfying because they just stand there with music stands and, and read the dialogue and you don't actually get the full staged version or the entire show. Um, but I gather it's going to be produced in New York, mm. um, which is really exciting because, I mean, Lydia Diamond is a well-established playwright, but, you know, there's not a whole lot out there on any of the women who played in the Negro Leagues. Um, so it's really, really exciting to me that there's going to be a play going up in New York about Tony Stone's life. And it's very baseball-y, although, again, obviously in a stage reading, it's hard to get that to come across. 
but it was a really interesting way that they cast it. It was other than the actress playing Tony, everyone in the cast was a man, but then they rotate through different characters. So they're primarily playing the rest of the team. Um, but then Tony's mother appears. She has a friend who's female who appears various times. Um, and I thought it was really interesting that they just had the guys on the team switching to play these other characters, including the women. And they did so not for laughs, but in a very respectful and just this is what's happening kind of way, which I thought was great. So it was really interesting because obviously the the whole goal, I under, the way I understood it, of having it cast this way was so that you really felt the contrast of Tony being the only woman, no matter what part of her life we were seeing, they kept that imagery. Um, and right. I thought it was, yeah, I thought it was very powerful as as a way to convey what it was like for her to play in the Negro Leagues. And there obviously were other women at different times. Mm -hmm. um, and they didn't do the whole play. So maybe she was on her team with another woman at some point. I don't actually know that. I'm looking forward to reading the biography and finding out, given that there were multiple women playing, did any of them overlap or any of them on the same team ever? I don't know. Um, I'm excited to find out. No. Um, but so, I'll let you guys know how the biography is if it, if I think yeah. anybody else would, would want to read it. Yeah. Um, I was, I was and then obviously, that. sorry? Go ahead. I was just going to say, obviously, I'm going to keep an eye out for the play. Uh, I don't know what the exact timeline is. I know they're still workshopping this script, but given that it's in it's in pretty good shape and that Lydia Diamond has done this quite a few times before, she's not just necessarily trying to break in um, as a new playwright or something like that. It sounds like it really will be happening in New York, hopefully soon. Um, and I would love to see it. I don't know if it'll be feasible, but um, if I do, I obviously will, will tell you guys all about it, slash maybe if anybody wants to come with me. <laughs> Um, mm -hmm. So what? So give us all the name of the biography in the play, if you know it. So I think that's um, be interesting for if you want to look this up on their own. Yeah, sorry, I should have led with that. Um, so the biography is called Curveball. She's not a pitcher, but mm -hmm. I guess she had some, there was some cool quote that she had made about curveballs that led to the title. The, the author of the biography was at this event that I was at and they did a, a Q&A afterward and she talked about the reason that she'd come up with the title and there was some particular quote from Tony Stone about why the word curveball. So the full title is Curveball, The Remarkable Story of Tony Stone, the first woman to play professional baseball in the Negro League. Okay. Um, and then I don't actually know if they've finalized the title of the play yet because uh, okay. they're still workshopping mm -hmm. it. It may also be called Curveball. Um, the event was called Game Changer. So it was just sort of billed as Game Changer Tony Stone. Well, that's um, a good name. Honestly, that's not a bad name for a play. Maybe yeah. that's working title. Oh, I here am. We go. I'm sorry. So they're, they've, they're just calling it Tony Stone for the moment. Okay. Mm -hmm. um, I am surprised. But the event was called Game Changer. Maybe Johnson is still alive? Yeah. Wow. Really? Wow. She yeah. was at a Nats game a couple years ago. Oh, my goodness. Like, she was born in 1935. So, yeah, I guess that's not totally improbable. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, Tony Stone is not still alive. No, no, no. The other two are not. I was looking up. Um, no, what I, I was looking up women, but yeah, she was. Uh, another female player from the Negro Leagues who was still alive, but maybe she died. No, recently. she and they both. The other two died in the nineties, but yeah, Johnson, uh, Mamie Johnson was drafted, but drafted, and I'll put that in quotes by um, the Nationals in two thousand eight. 
No kidding. <laughs> yeah, so I was, never knew that. So um, Johnson and other living players from the Negro League era were drafted by major league franchises. This is in 2008 in the 2008 MLB first year draft. Maybe uh, maybe Johnson was selected by the Washington Nationals. Nice. So yeah. Now maybe I that's want... where she was at a game a couple years ago. Yeah. Excuse now me. I want a peanut jersey. <laughs> oh my god, that would yeah. be great. Yeah. I'm not. I'm not kidding. I might. I might do that. I like, think that would. I. I go for it. Do you, yeah. remember, do you know what her number was going to be? Uh, I one? believe I can find that out. But like, yeah, but yeah. yeah but, I think that sounds awesome. I didn't. I didn't know that they did that. That's really cool. Yeah. I know that. That is. Uh, uh, I mean, well, there's all sorts of issues about stats for that. Like. Because a lot of the a lot of when they integrated, a lot of folks were like, "Yeah, my my best years of playing are behind me because I'm you know older now." And <laughs> how are you going to incorporate the stats? And like, I should be greatest of all time, and I'm not because yeah. you're you know because of of segregation, mm-hmm. essentially with that. But that's it's it's cute. You know, she I had heard... a 33 and eight win loss record and a batting average of 273. So like, draft her. Yeah. Okay. Well, then there's five, a book three. about her. Tiny. Oh, why didn't I order this too? There's a book about her called A Strong Right Arm. Mm-hmm. The story I've of Mamie Peanut Johnson. I feel like we um, now have our summer reading assignments. I also heard a while ago, and I don't know if this is just lost in production hell, that um, Penny Marshall of uh, League of Their Own fame has been trying to make a, a Peanut Johnson movie for years, and it may actually be coming to fruition. That would be awesome. They can, be, they can take my money. So she's been um, trying. Penny Marshall has been trying to get that movie made for a long time, and I heard that it was actually getting closer, but it may be still lost in development. Hell, I mean that would be awesome. I would, yeah. I would donate to a Kickstarter for that. That'd be take all of my money. Um, please, yeah. Well, and there's also just speaking of women in baseball, um, though not specifically black women in baseball. There's this Trailblazers series, I think they're calling it, um, that MLB is doing. Did you guys hear about this? No. I don't think so. MLB announces inaugural Trailblazer series to celebrate girls baseball. Um, I'm in the LA Times. Um, announced Thursday, the inaugural Trailblazer series, a three-day girls baseball tournament in Compton in conjunction with Jackie Robinson Day. Hmm. That's um, so good. Yeah. So at the MLB Youth Academy... Um, MLB and USA Baseball have listened to the growing demand for girls and women's baseball by launching this unprecedented event. That's a statement from Rob Manfred. Um, it is our honor to support trailblazing young women who will be outstanding representatives of their communities. So they're going to have 100 girls, 16 and under, um, representing 20 states, D.C. and Canada on April 13th. That's awesome. Um, cool. Teams are named after All-American Girls Professional Baseball League alums. And Shirley Berkovich and Maybelle Blair of the All-American Girls Professional Baseball League will be throwing out first pitches. Oh, my God. Um, Robinson's going to be there. Jenny Finch is going to be there. I'm not sure if Justine Siegel is going to be there, although I would assume she is. Mm-hmm. Kim, how do you pronounce her last name, Ng? Who's the Senior Vice President for Baseball Operations currently? Um woman in MLB, she's going to be there as well. No statement on whether the commissioner is actually planning on attending. <laughs> Let me organize um, this huge thing and then not show up. Yeah, no, basically. Yeah, it would be great if he went. Um, yeah. And then the, the CEO of USA Baseball had some yeah. vague positive well, statement as well about this being an exciting new chapter in the history of women's baseball. So see if it uh, leads anywhere. Um, that's super, super exciting. Yeah, I mean, it could just be like a one-off. Hey, we did this. We're cool now, right? 
but we're going to cross our fingers that that's not actually the case. I mean, there's certainly enough women in and around the game that would love to spin this into something else. Yeah. Um, and I think I saw somewhere that the, I mean, obviously the tournament is, is 16 and under, so none of the players from the Stompers would be playing in it, but I saw somewhere that they might be coaching some of the women players hmm, who were playing for the Snoma cool. Stompers, okay. um, which would be amazing. Yeah. Okay, have you guys so, been... Uh... Yeah, the stuff that's been going on with women's hockey. Oh yeah. Yeah. Actually Are one of my friends won? one of my friends was at the finals and was sending me pictures and I'm like, What game are you at? I can't like I don't recognize these uniforms. What is going on here? She's like Women's World Championship, whatever it is. Oh. I'm like, Oh, oh my god, I mean, okay. I was saying that? they, they no, won the, their fight. Yeah. No, no, they, no. They, the, they won the, the strike. Over. They won the strike and they won the championship. Yeah. yeah. Um, but that's what's important. Then they won the strike. They held the line and it worked. I know. Well, well, and there were multiple other leagues who said that they would go with them if they needed to, right? Like basically they shamed the men into into going and the the issue is like not just pay, though pay is a huge issue. Um it's also just like development access, mm-hmm. um equipment, like just basic things um that they're that they don't get that the men get and so basically they shamed the men into being like okay i guess we won't play too unless the sprite strike gets broken but like or unless they sort of concede but like they tried to break the strike by recruiting like high school students and like and like people who had been trying to break in to professional usa stuff like you know i can't remember the term but yeah and everybody said no yeah yeah, even uh, people who would have really benefited from the spotlight, nobody was going to lives to get that yeah, spotlight. Nobody yeah. was willing to break the strike, which I think is yeah, really great. I was like cheering when I heard all of that stuff going on every day. I was just like, yes. Yeah. So they won, and then they won. So yeah, kudos. Yeah. Very uh, exciting. Uh, Hillary Knight, your boo, uh, scored an OT to win. So I heard. <laughs> So, I have uh, a boo in hockey now. This is strange. You have two boos. <laughs> That's true. I saw both of them. Wait, who's your other uh, one? Amanda Kessel. I mean, oh, to be yeah, fair, I was say. She's, she's calling them my boos because they are the only players I can name. <laughs> but I like them both quite a lot, yeah. so I'll take it. They are both um, Americans, and they are both very good at hockey. Uh, and, you know, they're not terrible to look at. So, and they could just like break me with one arm which you know is... that's a feature not a bug um, exactly exactly uh, um I was gonna yeah, say, no, if you it, need it, to know a third one marie philippe poulin uh it's canadian like canadian women's hockey legend and also has a really fun name to say i don't know if i can pronounce that yeah, you could try <laughs> i could try now you know three now i know three no i was i mean i was at my first ever hockey game ever yeah which was pretty cool so. And I got to see both of them. So now I guess I like women's hockey. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not going to, I'm I'm still stonewalling you guys on the men's, Sydney. You're not going to get me into men's hockey. It's not happening. Yeah, that's fine. But well, women's hockey it, and I are, are on. more, right? Yeah, they need me more anyway. So, so. I'm here. I'm ready. <laughs> I volunteer as tribute. Yeah. Well, um, <laughs> yeah, no, I, that was like a good moment. So. Um, has anybody heard anything recently about the lawsuit with the women's soccer team? No, I don't know if there were any developments in that. Just speaking of doing the same sort of thing through a different... Obviously, they, they weren't striking. They were suing. Um, doing yeah. A, yeah, they were suing. 
Um, I just haven't heard of anything has progressed with that. I haven't heard. Um, no, I haven't. I haven't heard it either. And then the other thing that's going on with them is like they specifically ban kneeling. <sighs> yeah. So women's women's the yeah. League. Yeah, the Women's Soccer League specifically banned kneeling during the national anthem because, I don't know, America jerking off noise. Like, I just, I'm making a face. I can't even under. Why is soccer the one that's banning it? Of all the because they were kneeling. problems with it, soccer? Because some, some of the players were doing it. But some of the players in yeah. all of the. It, I'm just, I'm because, like, of all the leagues that would have thought to, be, to, to ban it, soccer would not be the one. Because they can, um, and because they pay women crap, and the women win more and make more money for them, like, yeah. and, and yeah, basically... I was just doing some quick, I was doing some quick googling on the lawsuit, and I haven't seen any updates no. since like December. So um, I understand these like, things take time, but hopefully it's not stalled forever. No, it's probably just gonna it, it's gonna be like another year before anything happens. Probably, I mean. It's the difference between legal fights and boycotts. Right. So Yeah, I mean and the the women's hockey had a very clear specific thing that they were boycotting and a date yeah. that it was gonna happen on an international yeah. stage. Yeah. Um so you yeah, know, but it'll and be interesting to see how the how the lawsuit ends, hopefully favorably for the women. But um All right. I think on this note, girls and um, sports, yay. Yay! We're excited it. for the for the women's baseball tournament. Yeah. Um, well, think... we should try and like I don't know if I'll ch I'll check and see if it's watchable anywhere, and you if start, it is, start... we should report back on it. Yeah, it's, you said it starts the 13th, so that's in just a couple of days. Yeah, it's mm. soon. Yeah. So yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna keep an eye out and see if we can. I suppose it would be yeah. too much to ask for that they might actually put it on MLB TV. Um, <laughs> it'll yeah, probably, probably be on MLB TV, but not broadcast. Yeah. Um, I'll take a look then. Like the WBC early games were not on MLB TV, uh, like broadcast at least not on my not on yeah. my TV, but I could watch on my computer just fine. So maybe there's a, an online stream or something somewhere. Though wait, yeah. since this is officially MLB, then they're not going to allow that kind of nonsense. I mean, um, maybe like, it'll end up on like ESPN seven or something. I the don't know, Ocho, I of course, don't have. <laughs> um, but you know. Oh, by the way, last question: Has anybody seen our mass and commercial yet? No, I haven't been no. able to watch a single game. It's driving me crazy. Okay, we're mobilizing the fan base here. Yeah. Kay and I are in a Madison commercial. Well, possibly maybe. two different ones. And possibly neither one of us is in one of them. We think we are. I well, think I, we I, are. I, I may not have made the this. cut. We think you may be because Grace is in it. And you were in the same shot as her. Yes, and somebody actually thought that he'd seen her. Yeah. Um, so, but yours was adorable. You should have made it. But anyway, so resting pitch face listeners who have mass in, we need your help. Um, there are two shots we're looking for in the ain't baseball, great mass and commercials. One of them would be me and grace walking down a sidewalk, holding coffee. She's the tall blonde. I'm the short brunette. <laughs> um, and we are holding paper coffee cups and saying ain't baseball great. And as cheesy a way as possible. And then the other one was Kay and Oh God, what was her name? Monique. We were wearing T-shirts. In red porch T-shirts. <laughs> and you ran at each other from opposite ends of a sidewalk and like oh, high-fived or something like they that? They definitely did not use that shot because that was embarrassing for everyone involved. No, that shot was excellent. So if you um, see that... Yeah, let us know because... Let us know. TiVo it, please. I need to show my mom. TiVo it? This is important. 
DVR it, whatever. Welcome I don't have a the, TV, Sydney. Welcome to the 21st century. I don't have a television. Recorded in whatever whatever fashion the kids are using these days. I just need a copy, okay? Yeah, we need to or film it with your phone if you have to. Yeah, anything. Whatever you got. I just really yeah. want to see this. Yeah, fair so, enough. And I'll, keep an note, on, I'll keep an eye on it when I can actually afford to watch a game on the television set, which maybe will be this afternoon. Um We'll have yeah, to see. we're, we're going to be done in time, right? Yeah, but I have things. But yeah, so I think on that note, keep an eye out for us. Yay, women's baseball. Yay, women's sports. Yay. Um, not awful, but, you know, po- a lot of positive signs for the Nats for the season. Foot, foot, foot. Anybody want to uh, – <laughs> how many games do you think they're going to win this year? Shall we – you want to you wanna go on this? 94. Right now? 94? Sydney, you got a prediction? Foot, foot, foot. You got a guess? As long as it's 83, I'm happy. I will say 92. Okay, okay. I'm the most so optimistic. That, this is interesting. You're the most optimistic. And we'll see who gets the closest. Okay. <laughs> um, For love and glory and some kind of chocolate prize. And Bragging possibly rights, a Dan- so Daniel Murphy bobblehead that none of us want. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, with that, I think we're going to sign off for the afternoon. Baseball game's coming up. Let's see if we can bounce back from yesterday. Uh, for Resting Pitch Face, on Twitter, Resting Pitch Face, um, no G. On Tumblr, Resting Pitch Face Podcast. Downloadable on iTunes. And email us at restingpitchface at gmail.com. I'm Kay. I'm Laura. I'm Sydney. Let's go Nats. Let's go Nats. Let's go Nats. Please come back, Tyler. Not the same since you went away We really miss your eyewear And the way you confused that is at the plate There's a seat for you right next to Drew And we need you to pitch the aid Besides there's no other team uses chocolate